the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Program guests and Craig Roberts not affiliated with Vitucci and Associates. Information provided for illustrative purposes only does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information obtained from sources deemed reliable, but accuracy and completeness not guaranteed. Vitucci and Associates have no liability for information discussed. Consult with qualified investment, tax, or legal professional prior to taking action. Securities and advisory services offered through United Planners Financial Services. Member FINRA, SIPC, Vitucci and Associates, and United Planners Financial Services are not affiliated. Pat Vitucci says, don't invest and forget. Welcome to Don't Invest and Forget, a weekly financial news magazine designed to educate and equip you with the roadmap and direction you need to manage your money, meet your financial goals, and instill confidence in your investment choices on the road to retirement. Your host is author, radio commentator, and investment advisor, Pat Vitucci of Vitucci & Associates. With over 30 years' experience in the world of finance and investment planning, Pat specializes in personal and corporate investment management with special emphasis on retirement planning. Welcome to another edition of Don't Invest and Forget, the program that each and every week helps you keep your finger on the pulse of your money from Wall Street to Main Street to your wallet. Our host, 30-plus-year financial manager, author, and the principal of Vitucci and Associates, Pat Vitucci. Probably no matter what your age, when you think about retirement, you've got dreams of laying on sun-kissed, sand-drenched beaches, perhaps uh, getting a chance to travel and know the world, or just hanging out and enjoying your hobbies. Well, if that's the case, then maybe time for a bit of a reality check. Maybe some mistakes you're making today that in fact could have a detrimental impact on the quality of your retirement tomorrow. A look now at seven reasons why you might just retire poor with our host, 30-plus-year money manager, Pat Vitucci. And, Pat, I know every once in a while you're in the unenviable position to sit down with someone after having reviewed their financial circumstances to let them know that maybe retirement is not going to happen as soon as they thought or perhaps certainly not going to be as comfortable as they had hoped. Yeah, it's not a fun job when you have to sit with that person or that couple. But amazingly, many people, you know, we're hardest on ourselves and they come in and we go through all the arithmetic and we find out, wow, they're in great shape. They can actually retire tomorrow. They want to grab my phone on my desk and call their boss and say, hey, boss, sorry, I'm not coming in anymore. I'm retired. That's the case in many, many of the situations we sit down with. But you're right. Once in a while, we sit with folks and say, look, you don't want to eat ramen noodles in your golden years every day even if you love ramen noodles. You know, we all want to keep up with the Joneses and pretending to be rich can be fun and dream about retiring rich can be fun also. But there's a reality check. Understanding your numbers, understanding the arithmetic of what your cash pile is going to produce in terms of cash flow, that's where the rubber meets the road. So living within your means, Craig, is not glamorous, but it is smart. And being smart, is what will make you a wealthy retiree. So again, understanding and living within your lifestyle is not something a lot of folks are enjoying. Looking at your budget and drilling down at every line item and determining what is really essential 
as you move into those retirement years becomes a very grueling exercise. And if you're a couple, there's some arguments. Wait a minute, I've got to get my hair done and I've got to get my nails done. And oh, by the way, the, the fellow says, I've, I've got my gym membership that I'm not giving up and my expensive bike needs tuning up on an occasional basis. So all those fun things that heretofore you really didn't have to look at, suddenly when you look at the most stressful day of your life, retirement day, and understanding you'll never, ever get that weekly deposit again in your checkbook makes for a very anxious time. How about saving enough money? The golden rule is if you can save 10 to 15% throughout your lifetime, you're going to be in wonderful shape. That doesn't mean every month, every year, but it does mean on a fairly consistent basis, understanding how much to save throughout your lifetime is essential. If you do the basic arithmetic, saving 10 or 15% over 30 years can dramatically give you a wonderful opportunity to retire on your terms, whether you're 50 or whether you're 60 or whatever age you think is ideal retirement day, you want to have choices as you get up in age. And not having choices means you now have to drag yourself to work for for five or 10 more years because you put your head in the sand and said, oh, life is going to be okay. I've got a hundred grand in the bank and I'm going to be in great shape. Well, the golden rule of being very modest in the expectations of performance and plugging in your cash pile number and then spreading that arithmetic out over a monthly and annual basis, you begin to understand, wow, maybe I need to get a little bit more productive in, in the amount I'm saving. How about the priorities of where you're saving? Again, should you be in taxable, tax-free, tax-deferred? Should you absolutely max out that plan at work, the 401k, the 403b, the 457? Every dollar you don't expose to the tax ban, that's money in your account compounded over a long, long period of time without taxes being leaked out on a regular basis. The compounding effect has dramatic impact on, on the amount of money you're going to have at the end. Where are you saving this money? Are you at the bank? If you're a young person, the younger you are, you the bigger exposure you want to equity markets, to the stock market, not necessarily to bonds. So these are the lesser productive, more conservative areas. Yes, as you get older, you'll migrate towards those accounts. But in your productive years, younger years, you want to put a lot of money in the stock market. As long as you can have the intestinal fortitude to live through the down markets. In fact, when markets are down, you want to accelerate the savings. The share price is on sale. So again, this is where a comprehensive financial plan can help you decide how much risk should I take, where I should put the money, what sectors of the economy will be more productive for me personally, given my timetable, given my appetite for risk. And that's where a unique portfolio design is established for each of of our clients. How about on the debt side of the ledger? What does your financing look like? Do you you rent furniture? Do you rent cars? Do you have a payment for your boat? Do you have a payment for your RV? All those finance charges you're spending is a dollar not investing and growing for you. So financing your accounts needs careful scrutiny. Yes, mortgage debt is probably the only smart debt. Generally speaking, your home appreciates, not always, but it generally appreciates. And in most cases, financing charges are tax deductible. Again, you seek a tax advisor to determine if it fits you. But in most cases, it is smart debt. It is an appreciating asset. 
with tax deductibility. Please let me emphasize that tax professionals are not a part of Vitucci & Associates staff, but we refer to professionals versed in those disciplines. What about your credit score? Are you monitoring your credit score? Are you keeping it as clean as you can? So if you do need to buy a car or finance your child's education, your credit score is going to absolutely dictate the interest that you are being charged. So neglecting to maintain your, your credit score, making timely payments is a major mistake that can lead to a very difficult retirement year. So guard your credit score like you guard your character, like you guard your personality, you guard your integrity. This is your financial integrity. You take that with you every place you go. And in a nanosecond, people understand what your credit score is. That will dictate how attractive of a buyer you are. Lastly, don't be a chicken when it comes to investments. Take some risks in your younger years is my encouragement. I can't tell you how many 30-year-olds tell me, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous about the stock market. Get over it. When you've got 30 plus years to invest, historically, stock market's going to treat you well. I'm not sitting here guaranteeing anything tomorrow. But in the long run, the law of averages say you're going to do just fine. Frankly, the more volatility of your lifetime, the better it is for you. When markets go down a lot because of some emotional reason and not because it's a bear market, you may want to consider dollar cost averaging more into that market. Certainly diversification is key, but let's take some risks in our younger years so in our later years we can take less risk, hopefully reap the rewards of taking that risk. Yes, risk is a four-letter word, but it is essential in my view throughout your lifetime to take some level of risk. Even our retirees are taking some prudent and pragmatic level of risk because even in retirement, most retirees are going to live 20 or 30 years or longer and so failure to keep up with the madness will understandably cause you to start eating your principal too early in your life, and that creates stress. So just so some of the things that we talk about with our clients and prospects when they first come in for a consultation, what do you want to do when you retire? What's your legacy? What are your, what are your return plans? Do you want to watch soap operas all day long, or do you want to travel the world? Very different income needs based on your vision retirement. You mentioned you want to stick your feet in a warm ocean water with some nice warm sand. There's expenses to getting to those nice warm places. So how does your current budget work out to factor those issues in? So whether you're five years, 10 years, or 30 years away from retirement, as Pat suggests, the decisions you make today can have either a positive or detrimental impact on the quality of your retirement life. Patucci says, don't invest and forget, invest and forget, invest and forget. It has been said that there are traditionally two types of people in the world, earners and spenders, although in some households more commonly known as husbands and wives, although these days I think the wives might have something to say about that, to be sure. At the end of the day, certainly the issue of money is central to any relationship. We need money to raise a family, create a household, build the number of assets necessary to enjoy a comfortable lifestyle, and ultimately retire. But when personalities and attitudes about money are different, when a spender 
marries a saver, can that create problems? What happens if you get two spenders living together? Let's talk about some of these issues as it relates to not only the impact on your marriage relationship, but ultimately the impact on your financial life. And Pat, I know there must be many days when folks come in for that complimentary consultation where you feel more like a marriage counselor than a financial advisor. Craig, we've got a box of tissues on our desk, and i got to tell you, it's frequently used, and it is sometimes we are moderating some pretty sticky situations, and that's okay. It's kind of a confessional for financial stuff. While I don't wear my shirt backwards and I don't have any fancy robes or anything or fancy hats, it is a serious discussion about money. Look, let's face it, marriages are, are wonderful institutions, but they can sometimes be difficult three major points of contention, money, sex, and in-laws. We only talk about money. The other two in our private life, we all struggle with those kinds of things. But money is something that is one of the three primary things that people divorce over. What is your money personality and how does that make you feel? And I suppose you want to marry somebody with similar values in spending and saving and prioritizing what to do with that paycheck as it comes in every week or every every month. So there is um, some underlying subterfuge, if you will, and I've seen this more times than I care to admit when folks come in for a consultation where the husband or the wife will call me later or come in early and say, look, I don't want my wife to know, I don't want my husband to know that I've been spending this money on this secret visa card that he doesn't know about or she doesn't know about. And they've got this secret life that is almost you know a double life of financial sacredness that they need to resolve. It's a sickness, if you will, that some people just have that they just need to continue doing this quiet spending, whether it's on you know shoes at Nordstrom's for women or it's a, a something to plug in at Best Buy, whether it's gambling or whether it's alcohol or you know it's a whole myriad of vices out there we can talk about. But interestingly, those who divorced. say money was a major factor in the breakup. Certainly, it's important for couples to discuss financials before saying those magical words, I do, and to communicate, talk about what's the priority of money when we get married, how we're going to handle the money. We're going to have two separate accounts. You're going to go your way. I'm going to go my way. Or are we going to put everything in one giant pool and we're going to live happily ever after? The successful marriages that I know of have weekly meetings, not only about their agenda for the following week, but also about what are we doing about our money and how's our 401ks and IRAs doing and are we on track to be where we want to be 5, 10, 20, 30 years from now and what priority do we want to spend money on a very expensive vacation? Do we want to buy that expensive car or do we want to increase our savings? So many times it's a communication issue. A lot of times it's all about spending habits, right? And if you're really frustrated because your wife, your husband comes home with a new whatever and there was no communication about it and it was a major purchase, is that the way you want to conduct your life? And is that does that work for you? In many cases, when that shock comes out, oh, honey, I bought a new hot car and it only cost me $70,000 because it was a great sale. Those kinds of things happen every day in someone's life. In fact, those people who've gone through an ugly divorce like that, 40% say they will never marry again because of the serious financial loss that they took. So 
it's a permanent stain that you carry with you and it erodes your confidence in your next person you date. Am I going to get screwed again on some money that I'm obligated to because I'm married to this joker, he or she, and now I've got to dig myself out of this mess because now I'm obligated legally because it was bought in Mr. and Mrs. name. The whole issue is how financially independent do I want to be and does my partner understand the importance of that financial independence and the stress-free life I have of not being obligated to some giant monthly Visa card, MasterCard, whatever card, because my partner is out of control and has to have this whatever to stroke his or her ego because, after all, I work hard, so I'm entitled to this whatever it is. A lot of deep-rooted issues, Craig, that I think you can head it off at the pass if you really communicate and prioritize, put it in writing, you know, agree to something in writing. Yes, you can modify, you can change your budget, you can, you can drift from it if there's communication and agreement. But when it goes to radical degrees of spending to the point where it can ruin someone's financial life. And Craig, this is not isolated stories, sadly. I've been in, in this business for many, many years. I've interviewed thousands of people and these are not isolated once in a blue moon stories spending habits of your your spouse needs to be in concert with each other uh, otherwise it can create devastating circumstances and in many cases that's the breaking point money can be the issue of divorce. In particular, of course, Pat, there's the fact that we all have a unique money personality. You frequently talk about this on the program. And so when this opposite attracting winds up in marriage and you find a spender and a saver getting married, that can be problematic. And I would imagine equally so if you have two savers marrying each other, what, do they become perhaps too risk adverse in the point that they don't perhaps take enough risk that they need in investing in their portfolio and we're still two spenders coming together that don't save any money? Two savers, two spenders, marriages are equally as ugly. It's really a moderation of saving and spending. And yes, there's some fighting. Maybe there's some tears. But like in all good marriages, you compromise, right? And that's what marriage is all about. Honey, I'm in the mood for Italian tonight and she's in the mood for Mexican we compromise if we go out for Mexican, right? If mom is not happy, nobody's happy. But in all sincerity, there's got to be a lot of compromise, a lot of give and take. Okay, this month we'll buy your expensive dress, and next month I buy my expensive whatever. It's that kind of give and take that makes marriages work. But it can't all be one-sided. It can't be subterfuge kind of activity where you're literally not sharing and being full disclosure with your spouse because that eventually catches up to you. You eventually get caught. Now there's an integrity issue besides a spending problem. So at the end of the day, checking in with Wall Street in relationship to the performance of your investments is as equally as important as it is frequently checking in with your spouse. Maybe starting with an independent third look at where you're at today and where you are in relationship to your retirement goals might be in order. Pat Fittucci says, don't invest and forget. Forget, invest and forget. Well, 
on today's program, kind of putting our finger on the pulse of what's been going on in the economy over the last several weeks, where Pat sees things headed, particularly here at the midway point in the year. And with that thought in mind, Pat, maybe it's time for a mid-year financial checkup. Maybe now it's time to take a look at just what our progress has been like down that road toward an independent retirement. I'll bet you a cup of coffee, Craig, that many New Year's resolution was let's get a handle on our personal budget. Let's go talk to a financial advisor. Whoa, what happened? I was going to go talk to a financial advisor in January. That was part of my resolution. And here it is six months later, and we have not done that. I think it's a good opportunity to take that mid-year temperature of your asset base. Has it done well in the first six months or has it faltered? Is it being actively managed? There have been a lot of reallocation decisions throughout the year based on this ever-changing market. And so those are some of the challenges that we face. Craig, corporate America has been much more demanding of our time. And so I have clients working 10, 12, 14-hour days. And so they're working their buns off, working long hours, and they've come home and they've got other obligations of kids and spouses and and maybe looking after mom and dad. So very difficult times, Craig. Pat, with that thought in mind, let's start with some of the key points that folks should be considering here at the midpoint in the year. I guess one that's almost a perennial one these days, what with high consumer debt, the amount of bankruptcies that we've seen, and that is to get that debt eliminated. Yeah, there's smart debt and there's dumb debt. We've talked about this several times, but I think it's worth mentioning. Smart debt are things like a mortgage where it's deductible And in most cases, the asset is appreciating. Dumb debt is not deductible. You can't put it on your tax return. And it's a depreciating asset. In other words, the car, an RV, some other toy that we have to have, it depreciates in value and you cannot deduct the interest expense. So great time to reevaluate how much of your debt is smart, how much of your debt is dumb. And what about your basic mortgage? Does it need to be refinanced? Have you looked at it lately? Sometimes you can trim a half or three quarters of a point. It can save you a couple hundred dollars a month. That couple hundred dollars would be wonderful to deposit into your 401k. So you still get the value of deduction, the interest on the mortgage. So look at all your debt, smart debt and dumb debt, and, and maybe juxtapose it in the right place so you can get as maximum write-off and minimum taxes as possible. One of the sort of easy to put off New Year's resolutions, and I know it's easy because I've done it myself many times down through the years, and that is the notion that, well, this year I'm going to get more serious about saving. Now, whether that's setting money aside for a rainy day fund, planning to save to buy a house, a child's education, retirement. Sometimes, Pat, I guess the day-to-day expenditures and not being able to see beyond you know the end of the next 30 days and the next paycheck prohibits us from being able to see that long-term picture. And, of course, that point of getting serious about saving allows us to harness the power of compound interest. Yeah, there's no question. And I guess the the easy one is if you're over 50 and you're not capitalizing on the catch-up provision, this is an area that can really meaningfully change your retirement date. Compound that over 5, 10, 15 years, it has dramatic, incremental, exponential, favorable impact on the growth of those monies. And so if you're an employee, try and use that catch-up provision. If you're a self-employed person, wow, there has never been bigger opportunity to do pre-tax savings. And sadly, the world has complicated the whole process. There are SEPs and SIMPLES and 401ks, and solo Ks, and profit sharing, and money purchase. The bottom line is, you can do IRAs, you can do SEPs, you can do 
solo Ks, or you can do defined benefit plans of a couple hundred thousand dollars pre-tax if you are self-employed. And the answer is, it depends on your organization structure, how many employees you have, if you're, you're an S-Corp or C-Corp. All those issues are related to what is the best, most favorable kind of deduction. But again, self-employed people have an even bigger opportunity, Craig, in that they can do a lot of pre-tax savings and not only reduce this year's taxes, but also considerably improve on a potential retirement date. Let's spend a minute talking about the T word that you've used here. Typically, most folks begin thinking about tax season as they're preparing to pay last year's taxes. But of course, there's a big difference, as we know, Pat, between tax paying and tax preparing. Out of deference to the notion that it's not what you make, it's what you get to keep of what you make, talk to us briefly about some of the advantages of reviewing your tax strategy right now here mid-year. Look at what you've paid in the year to date. Look at your mortgage deductions. Look at your pre-tax savings, 401ks, IRAs, whatever plan you have at your work, your place of employment. Look at the interest if you're paying any money on credit cards. Shame on you. They're charging off the charts interest rates that are just phenomenal. So you got to get that under control without getting plastic debt under control. It is really an imprudent way to be paying out way too much. So you got to look at what your marginal tax bracket is. Do your tax return through the six-month period, and you'll get a pretty good glimpse as if you're going to owe money or if you'll get a refund. If you're going to get a big refund, do not give Uncle Sam interest-free loan. Take some of those dollars off the table every paycheck, and if you can afford it, put it in your plan at work. Increase that plan or get involved with that catch-up provision that plan. So it's too late in November, December to do anything meaningful about your taxes. But it is meaningful halfway through the year to evaluate what your anticipated tax return is. Take an hour out of your busy schedule, sequester yourself in a quiet place, and kind of look at that. Please let me emphasize that tax professionals are not a part of Vitucci and Associates staff, but we refer to professionals versed in those disciplines. All that said, Pat, one of the key things, and we began sort of with this at the top of our program today, looking at the current trends in the market, the volatility we've seen over the last five, six, seven weeks. I guess now is the time to remind everyone, if you're not yet a vigilant money manager, now is the time to begin, isn't it? Probably part of that same New Year's resolution is I'm going to be resolute in looking at my asset allocation mix on a regular basis. And then life got in the way of being a vigilant money manager. We all want to do it, Craig, but there's a lot of smart people out there that can do it. The question is, are you passionate enough and is there time in your week to make that happen? There are lots of things to do legally to make sure you maximize your money management issues. There's FSA's flexible spending accounts, HSA's health savings accounts. You know, again, take advantage of every possible amenity that your employer provides to you, whether it's deduction health care for your spouse or your dependents. Should I buy dental? Should I buy vision care? All those issues have every month a meaningful bottom line effect. And you say, well, it's only $100. It's only $200. Don't be cavalier and don't be dismissive about a couple hundred dollars a month. Before you know it, $200 a month times 12 is $2,400 more in your account. And if you could even do it pre-tax, that's a meaningful tax reduction. So vigilance in money management, vigilance in accruing monies in any one of these areas can have a profound exponential impact on what it looks like five and 10 years down the road. Doing the due diligence, of course, is key here, Pat. And for a lot of folks, that's a tough thing to do. 
They oftentimes don't know where to begin, or if they get started, they don't know that they're actually heading down the right road and making the right decisions. All that brings us to an offer to our listeners. Anytime they'd like to take advantage of that complimentary financial health and retirement plan review, I understand it's simply theirs free for the asking just by calling that toll-free number, 888-PLAN-WISE. Yeah, we get to meet a lot of our listeners. In many cases, we have found significant opportunities to compound money in a much more effective way. A lot of people have old 401ks, Craig. A lot of people, they've got a couple 401ks. They've got old IRAs. They've got Roths, and they're kind of scattered about. There's duplication of concentration of risk. It all sits in all growth or all income or all bonds. And yes, you're going to get to it next week, next month. And here we are, still not a clear, crisp, executable roadmap to get where you want to be. Pat Fittucci says, don't invest and forget. Invest and forget. They say that life is full of surprises, and that's certainly true. They can be good surprises like weddings and anniversaries and birthdays, baby showers, and then sometimes they can be not-so-good surprises like when you get into a fender bender on the freeway or the doctor calls and says the diagnosis looks pretty significant or even still when a loved one unexpectedly passes away. You never know exactly what surprise is going to come your way or when, And so the prudent person understands it's important to be ready. Do you expect your house to burn down tomorrow? Probably not, but you still carry house insurance just in case of the possibility. Well, certainly that wisdom in terms of being prepared for those unexpected surprises should really grow across the board, and most importantly, when it comes to protecting your financial life. And Pat, I know that for a lot of folks, this kind of seems to be a boring topic, and probably so, and yet... Nothing sadder than to hear a story of someone who's run into a very big surprise for which they were not properly prepared. Yeah, insurance is not an exciting topic. And please don't turn off your radio because we're going to talk about this unexciting topic. But there are surprises in life and we all love the good ones. But sadly, uh, when they're bad ones, and I can tell you a real story. We had a listener call just recently and a couple came in, and they were all excited. He retired, and after many years, he took the big pension, and he took the, the choice of the biggest paycheck he can get each month, and when he dies, the spouse is entitled to zero because he was very confident. His mom lived to 95. His dad was still alive. Hey, he's going to live a long, long time, and so... Literally 90% of their income was based on this pension. No life insurance, no long-term care, no trust. A year later, sadly, the gentleman passes away. And we try to encourage him to take option two, which would have given his spouse 75% of the pension money for the rest of her life. But he was having no way with that. He wanted the big monthly check. And the woman did a wonderful job of raising four Great kids, very successful family, but no real marketable business skills. So the story gets sadder. She had to, A, sell the house because now she can't afford the house. B, she's got to find a job as a retail clerk. We know the pay on a retail clerk is quite modest. The story gets uglier, but not to depress anyone. Had he had a life insurance policy, number one. Number two, had he selected the right pension option, all would have protected and had his surviving spouse continue to live in the lifestyle they grew accustomed to. So sad story, 
Again, nobody wants to buy insurance, but we have to. Whether your home is not protected adequately, and I got to tell you, we disturb people when they come in and say, okay, how much insurance do you have on your house? And they haven't looked at it for a lot of years, and we know what the value of homes has escalated to, and the replacement costs are significantly higher than perhaps your coverage. So I would encourage folks to call their property and casualty agent and say, give me an evaluation, and what's my replacement cost? I want to make sure I've got the right protection. How about auto insurance? Do you have the right level of coverage? If you've got some deep pockets and you get into an accident, whether it's your fault or not, attorneys will find your assets out there. So I would encourage you to increase your coverage. An umbrella package. After all is said and done, when all the other limits of your policies are reached, an umbrella policy kicks in. A million-dollar umbrella policy seems like a lot of money. But if you get a two or three or four million-dollar policy, it's mere hundreds of dollars more per year in premium. In this litigious world we live in, I would encourage our listeners to get a higher limit umbrella policy. I call it a good night's sleep policy. For a couple hundred bucks, you double or triple your coverage. And it's all predicated on your net worth. So look at your net worth and then acclimate an umbrella policy around that. Health insurance, another topic. We, we don't need to go into that. You, you probably have adequate coverage either through your employer or if you're self-employed. You know the kind of deductible you've bought into. Not a fun premium to look at. We've seen premiums escalate double digits for the last many years. A disability insurance. If you are disabled in any way and can't work, what happens to your ability to continue making your mortgage payment, feeding your children, paying for all the other things you've, you've, you've got to look at? If you're laid up for three, six, nine months or a year, whatever, a cheapy disability coverage can really help out. And of course, life insurance, you know, we're all going to die someday. We hope we're 100 years old when we die, but accidents happen, illnesses happen. You want to make sure you have enough protection to have your family live in the lifestyle they've grown accustomed. So whether she's the breadwinner, she needs the adequate protection to replace her income. If he's the major breadwinner, you need to price out a life insurance policy. And whether you get cash value, whether you get term policy, it's all driven by what you're trying to accomplish. But our, our team of professionals can give you some recommendations on life insurance as well. So I apologize for the boring lecture about insurance, but I got to tell you, there are real stories we get every day, Craig, that people call up and ask about this. And the other thing I, wa- I want to point out, if, if we're talking about life insurance or like a long-term care policy, who are the beneficiaries? We've had calls in the past many years, an old life insurance policy still had the beneficiary of an ex-wife or an ex-husband. The owner of the policy dies, and guess what? The ex-wife or ex-husband gets the proceeds. No way of fixing it. He's gone, she's gone. So make sure your beneficiary designations are exactly where you want to be. Be diligent. Pull those old policies out and make sure they still express your wishes. Time is certainly of the essence here, isn't it too, Pat? And I ask that question because so often we, we begin thinking about these things when we're kind of ready to head into the, you know, bring the car back into the barn, as they say, and we're thinking about retirements around the corner, so let's make sure that all of our ducks are in a row. But aren't there enormous penalties if you come in very late? For example, 
when it comes to purchasing long-term care insurance or maybe wait and try to buy life insurance and suddenly you find out, well, there's a health concern here or there, and as a result, you either don't qualify or the premiums are outrageous? Yeah, well, you know, you can't call your house insurance agent and buy insurance because your house is on fire. It's kind of too late, right? Same is true with health insurance. If you get a diagnosis, then therefore it's a pre-existing condition, and then you apply for health insurance or long-term care coverage, that nursing home coverage. You're not going to be eligible, or the premiums will be so prohibitive that you're not going to want to buy it. Stuff happens. Insurance is all about giving the liability to somebody else, i.e. an insurance company. Whether you're buying long-term care insurance, health insurance, you're buying the protection, you're trading the liability to an insurance company for that comfort of the coverage, whether it's life insurance, long-term care, or your annuity income stream. Any of those combinations can be right for anybody out there. You kind of have to diagnose what coverage you want to absorb yourself. I'm going to take this on myself. I can handle it. Or no, I want to give that liability to a giant insurance company that's A-plus rated and been doing it for a couple hundred years, that's the choice. And people say, oh, I'm not paying premiums to an insurance company. That's okay. You don't have to. But if you're going to absorb that exposure, you've got to be prepared for the consequences of handling that liability yourself and not handing it off to an insurance company. Now, if you need some help determining exactly where some of the shortfalls may be, in your overall liability and your exposure. Because let's face it, at the end of the day, you've worked very hard, your spouse has worked hard to accumulate this wealth that you're expecting to carry you comfortably to and through retirement. So you want to make sure that all those decades of hard work and all that investing is protected. For some insights, feel free to set up a complimentary appointment in any of the Bay Area offices of Vitucci and Associates. Never any cost or obligation, just an opportunity for about an hour to sit down with a member of the Vitucci and Associates advisory team, take a look at where your needs are, and then help you ascertain whether or not there are any shortfalls and what can most ideally be done to make sure you are most protected. To schedule your appointment, simply go online to don'tinvestandforget.com. That's don'tinvestandforget.com, or you can call toll-free, 888-PLAN-WISE, 888-P-L-A-N-W-I-S-E, or once again, don'tinvestandforget.com. You've been listening to Don't Invest and Forget with author and investment advisor, Pat Fatucci. To gain more information about any of the topics discussed on today's program, or to schedule your appointment for a no-obligation financial plan tune-up in one of the area offices of Atucci & Associates near you, go to don'tinvestandforget.com. That's don'tinvestandforget.com. Or call toll-free, 888-PLAN-WISE. That's 888-P-L-A-N-W-I-S-E. Or visit don'tinvestandforget.com. Program guests and Craig Roberts not affiliated with Vitucci and Associates. Information provided for illustrative purposes only does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information obtained from sources deemed reliable, but accuracy and completeness not guaranteed. Vitucci and Associates have no liability for information discussed. Consult with qualified investment, tax, or legal professional prior to taking action. Securities and advisory services offered through United Planners Financial Services. Member FINRA, SIPC, Vitucci and Associates, and United Planners Financial Services are not affiliated. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.